Tracy Hunter, and I'm the founder of World War II Beyond the Call. So what inspired you to create the nonprofit? Absolutely. Um, it's It was a lot of things. So I grew up in an Army family. My dad served in the Army. Um, he joined when he was 18 and served in the Vietnam War. And then when I was born, he uh, deployed to the Gulf War as well. So my entire life was moving around on military bases. And it just really instilled in me um, a sense of, of pride um, in my personal heritage with my family, but also just so much respect for our service members. Um, the bigger answer to that question, though, is my grandfather, um, he served in World War II with the 4th Infantry Division in Europe, and he became a prisoner of war. When he came home, um, as many people did, he struggled quite a bit. And um, I just wanted to be able as a filmmaker to provide a safe platform for people to share their stories if that was something that they wanted to do. So in the very beginning stages of creating this organization, um, I was able to find two men that were actually in the prison camp with my grandfather and interviewed them, got to tell their stories, but more importantly, became friends with these gentlemen and stayed in contact with them until they both passed away. And it was a really healing thing, especially for my family, but also for these men to feel remembered and heard and just a really beautiful friendship starting started coming out of it. So myself and um, film partner Elizabeth Souter, we decided we really wanted to make this our mission to document as many World War II veteran stories as we can while we still have them with us. What does it mean to you to hear these stories? It means everything. I mean, I think, you know, every day when I wake up, I live in Honolulu. And so I can see the harbor from my house. I see Pearl Harbor. I see um, families, you know, on the beach every day. And just to know that none of that would be possible without the sacrifices of our greatest generation. It is, it's just so important to me to remember that even today we're still enjoying um, the benefits and freedoms that that generation gave us. And so to make sure that they're not forgotten and that they will always have their place in history and that long after they're gone, they're remembered, um, you know, and, and telling their stories in their own words. It's just, it's a critical mission for us. How important is it to understand these stories of the past to help the future? Yeah, I, you know, I think... When we look at a lot of these stories, we see how relevant they still are to today. We're seeing patterns, you know, be repeated in our in our world. You know, you look at the war right now going on in Ukraine, and we just want to continue to take those lessons and utilize them so we're we're able to prevent some of those things from being repeated, and also to have an appreciation um, for for our freedoms and to make sure that we're continuing to protect those and always striving to make sure that our country, um, you know, maintains its integrity with that. You know, America is a very unique, special place where we have a lot of those freedoms that other places don't. And so just remembering that that's special to us and that's so important to protect that. It's so beautiful to be able to get to meet these men and women. My my parents um, have been able to meet a lot of these veterans as well. And just the whole family really joins in to support the mission. 
Um, and then on the other side, you know, it is hard when you're reminded about the loss and suffering that your own family members had to endure. Um, my grandfather was a, a Purple Heart recipient and, and went through a lot of, um, you know, combat trauma through that process, lost good friends during that process, um, came home and dedicated his life to the military after that um, because of his experiences and from what he said, promises that he made to his men on the battlefield to you know, make sure that they weren't forgotten. So it's really just a special thing for our family to get to celebrate together this generation, but to also, you know, have a piece of our family's history remembered as well um, through some of these stories. So it's just really cool. And the, these men and women are amazing. You know, we've got so many, so many friends in their late nineties, you know, I got off the phone earlier with a 98 year old who's just got more energy than I can ever, you know, imagine having at that age. And it's, it's just such a wonderful adventure that it's turned into. What are some of the things you learned from uh, your grandfather? So I actually never was able to meet my grandfather in person. He passed away before um, I was born. So I've read, you know, a lot of his interviews that he did coming home, his service records, the big thing for me, too, when I met the two men that were in the prison camp with him, understanding more of what he went through, because he didn't really talk about it to the family when he came home. He did yeah. some interviews as soon as he got back. But after that, you know, he just really wanted to put it behind him, start a family, get on with his life. So, um, you know, I learned the resiliency of of my grandfather, but especially of that generation. You know, these were these were kids. A lot of these were kids yeah. going into something that they just could not expect. My grandfather, I believe, was 18 when he was taken prisoner. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the start to their adulthood. And it's just something that I can never imagine. But just knowing the resiliency of that generation is, is incredible. And also, to know, you know, they grew up during the Great Depression and so many of the lessons that they learned growing up, taking care of their neighbor, um, being a part of this community to get by. It's just so many inspiring things about them um, and just the wisdom that you you get to learn about, you know, from the men and women that are still with us today. It's so fun to hear them talk about, you know, just different pop culture things that we take, you know, it's so normal into them. It's like this new technology coming out. It's just really cool to get to hear their experiences. Yeah. Can you tell me about uh, some of your favorite stories? Yeah, I, actually, I'm really surprised because a lot of our veterans now have transitioned to iPhones. So it's so cool because you get to, you know, FaceTime with them, keep in touch with them. Um, I still am old school. I like to like, write a lot of letters, like handwritten letters to the veterans and, and that, but just to be able to stay in touch in a new way is really neat. Um, so each year we join with Liberty Jump Team and we take World War II veterans back to their battlefield. So we actually just came off a trip to Normandy. And I think, you know, when you're asking about what's some of the coolest stories, um, Normandy is a really special experience because there's still men and women there today that were children and lived under Nazi occupation, or it's the immediate children of people who were um, living, you know, in occupied France. And so you're seeing these veterans um, kind of, you know, it's their, we had some for their first time there and just these 
families rushing up to them, holding their faces, telling them thank you, tears running down their faces. And it's just this deep appreciation for what these men and women did for their country. And it, it's just, it's so beautiful. And it's something that, you know, to witness that and to see the appreciation that these people have um, for our soldiers, it's just beautiful. And the way that they take care of the graves there, just a lot of really special things when when you see the veterans face kind of light up and realize like, oh, they're like, oh, I, you know, I was a part of this. I, I helped these people be able to live the life that they're living today. And it's, um, you know, in no way does it make up for all the horrors of war, but I think there's some peace that comes when you're walking these beaches of Normandy and you're able to see families there together today, um, just living in peace. And for the veterans to know that they were a part of that is really special. Yeah. Where do you want to see your organization in the next uh, three to five years? Yeah. So um, our main mission is to get as many stories recorded as we can from World War II veterans. And right now we've done about 40. Um, we also, wow. all of our the three gals that run the organization with me, we're all part of Liberty Jump team as well that does um, the airborne traditional military style parachute jumps um, to commemorate World War II and the paratroopers from that era. So um, we'll take veterans back to their battlefields with them. Um, so we want to continue that as much as we can, you know, until these veterans can't travel anymore and just continue, you know, until the last one goes to keep getting these stories to make sure that um, they're remembered. And a big part of our organization too, we don't, we're filmmakers, we go in, we get the story, but once we put the cameras down, we always stay in contact with these veterans. We send birthday gifts, um, Christmas cards, phone calls, letters, just to like let them know. I mean, they're they're so cool anyway. So just to get to know them and be friends with them, get to know their families and make sure they know that they're they're loved and they're appreciated for, you know, just who they are as a person and above and beyond, you know, just that short time period in their life, like they're really valued, you know, even in their later years that this is a friendship that we cherish. When you first started this organization, did you think it would be as rewarding as it is now? Um, I knew it would be rewarding, but I didn't know in what way, you know, when you go into this, you're hearing a lot of heavy content and some of the hardest parts of people's lives, but then you get to be a part of their lives now and meeting their families, getting to, to know them and be friends. That has been the biggest reward is just to spend time with these heroes while they're still here and to learn from them. Um, I mean, we have so much fun with them. We'll go out with them on Friday nights to get margaritas at, you know, 54th Street Grill and just just have fun and enjoy them. Well, how can people uh, reach out and learn more? Yeah, so we are on all social media platforms. It's um, World War II Beyond the Call. We have a YouTube channel with a lot of our documentaries on there as well as some on Vimeo. So um, you can look for all of our channels there. And 
Then Liberty Jump Team is our partner organization. Um, so if you want to get involved in airborne jumps or helping to get these guys back to the battlefields, um, you can find us through all of all of social media platforms that give that information. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me and uh, share the story and what you're doing, especially with, you know, as everyone gets older, it's important to get these stories uh, on, on camera. Yeah, it is. And it's also, I think, for people to recognize that they're still here with us. There's a lot of these men and women that are still here, that are still able to get out and to do things. And if, you know, if that's your grandmother, if that's your grandfather, if that's your neighbor, to make sure that you're reaching out to those people, because it's, it's a short window. And especially through the pandemic, like just the loneliness, you know, is heartbreaking to watch. And so if you have those opportunities to step into their lives and just to be, you know, a light in their life and for them to do that in return in the last years, I encourage you to, to do it and spend time with them.